0: following his presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. Hear the words of the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, To proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To provide for those who mourn in Zion. To give them a garland instead of ashes. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. The mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called Oaks of Righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations.
1: So today we're starting something new a new series for our services here at Artisan. And uh, if you've been hanging out with us for the past several weeks, you know that we've been doing a series called Community X, which is our way of thinking about our foundational value of community through the lens of the biblical seasons of exile and exodus. So Community X. And the reason that's been helpful for us is because, of course, we are in a season of feeling very disconnected from each other, due to uh, COVID-19 and the um, quarantine and all the rest of it. And so we've been looking at those biblical seasons as uh, inspiration for ways that God's people have stayed connected to each other during times of crisis and times of disconnection and disorientation. Today, we are starting a new series, and we're going to continue to think about the foundational value of community, which is one of the five values that has shaped our life together for over 15 years now. But instead of Community X, we are calling this one Community Plus, the idea being that we want to think through how to live out our foundational value of community in coordination with the other four values. So our five foundational values, as most of you know, I'm sure off the top of your head, are awe, beauty, roots, community, and justice. And so we're thinking about community plus uh, those other four values for the next several weeks. And we're starting it today with a um, community plus justice theme. So one of the important ways that we live out our foundational value of justice has always been to partner with local organizations that are doing good work in that area. We think it's much more uh, fruitful and efficient to build those partnerships and to support organizations that are already on the ground doing this work, as opposed to thinking that we have to create something brand new every time we want to be involved with the work of justice. Uh, and that model has served us really well. We uh, we do that with financial support and with volunteer support. We try to do both of those things at the same time um, so that we're not just kind of trying to throw money at a problem, but we're actually investing ourselves into the work as well. But during this uh, COVID season, it's been really hard to um, work out our value of justice in that way because a lot of the organizations that we have partnered with, have uh, had to shut down or pause or change their work in significant ways. And so that, coupled with um, some other of our partnerships that have just kind of come to their natural end, uh, has left us in a situation where the money that our, uh, has been allocated in our budget for these partnerships uh, hasn't been able to go to the places that it normally would go to. And so what the social justice team and leadership team have decided to do, uh, rather than trying to find the perfect replacement for those partnerships uh, in a long-term sense, is to do some one-time or short-term partnerships with uh, organizations that are involved in justice work, so that the money and the support continues to go to the fulfillment of that value. Uh, even during this strange time, but that it doesn't put us in the position of having to make an important uh, long-term consequences type of decision during a season when probably we shouldn't be making that kind of decision. And so uh, this morning, our social justice team has uh, sent out some representatives uh, to share with us about some of these new temporary or short-term partnerships. And so you're going to hear uh, from a handful of members of that team about these ministries we're partnering with, and they're going to tell you what we have done or are doing or will be doing with the organizations, Uh, and of course, what those organizations do in our community. And then um, they're going to give you a way to be involved as well, because we want to invite the whole artisan community into this work, not just those who are on the social justice team. And so... um, I hope that you'll enjoy hearing about those and be inspired to uh, come alongside the work that is being done. And um, the last thing I'll say about it is we would love to hear from you if you have suggestions for other organizations that are doing good work um, that that we can uh, add to our list of potential partners, either in the short term or the long term. We'd love to hear from you about that. So, with many thanks to the hard work and dedication of our social justice team, this is Community Plus
2: Justice. Hi, I'm Karen Gallagher and on the social justice team and also the assistant director of St. Um, Peter's Soup Kitchen, which you guys donated um, during cider days and donated about 200 pounds of food, too. Um, I'm just going to read a little story of a young girl I met this summer um, through the highs and lows of the pandemic. Um, she was new coming to the soup kitchen. She um, is a teenager, and she has a mom and grandmother and two sisters at home. Um, both her mom and her lost their jobs. Um, May was also – she's a high school student. And so they started coming to St. Peter's. Um, because, unfortunately, money for food was not there. Um, Jessime would come with her two sisters, and they would take home meals. And we are lucky enough that we had had a lot of fruits and vegetables um, this summer to give away at our neighbor's table. And Jessamay was she was outstanding. She would take only what she needed, but she would take a lot of the healthy food. Um, she's enjoying eating the fruits and learning how to make some of the vegetables. Um, so now Jessimae and her family um, are more relaxed about their food insecurity. And Jessimae now has started going back to school um, through virtual, but still comes every single day to get meals for them and extra food. And But she's hoping to go to college next year to be a social worker um, because of all of that has happened to her, all of her um challenges that she has met. Now she wants to go out and help other people through those challenges too. So through your generosity, help Jessamie and her family. Um, St. Peter's has been around for about 30 years. We serve lunch Monday through Friday to about 130 um, community members every single day. We have a food pantry that is opened three days a week. Um, and again, thank you for 200 pounds of food, um, which is much needed. And then as we approach our holiday um, season, we also hand out Thanksgiving Day baskets and we have a toy shop that parents, grandparents, whoever is um, the main caretaker, for children to come in and shop freely for their children. And we also give out um, coats and hats and gloves to the children too. And then the adults, we tried to give them blankets, hats, and socks. Um, but because of COVID, we are in critical need of individual drinks, our grants, um, and it is not donated through our donors. Um, individual drinks like 8 to 12 ounce drinks of juice and water or Gatorade, similar products like that. Um, so again, I thank you for this partnership with St. Peter's Kitchen. And also, too, if you have an extra time on your hand, um, we're always looking for volunteers. Our volunteer um, has decreased because of the age of our volunteers. So if I could get some younger ones to come out once a month or once a week, I would love that. So you can either reach me at St. Peter's kitchen at gmail.org, go to our website, St. Peter's Kitchen, or you can call 235. 6511. Again, thank you very much. Um, And our next one will be up is Dan.
3: Good morning, everybody. Uh, My name is Dan Gladding. Some of you know me, some of you don't. Um, I have been working with and actually on the board of Bright Star Community for about a year now. Um, I was originally introduced to them by uh, Jackie Stack, actually, and um, joined their board. Bright Star Community is built on the belief that love is the most powerful force for change in the world. Um, Our mission is to help women survivors of human trafficking, abuse, and addiction find healing, hope, and freedom. Um, Our mechanism for doing that is to provide safe and supportive housing, uh, the opportunity for economic independence, and then a strong community of advocates and partners, And essentially the goal of this organization is to give these women who have been impacted first, a safe place to live. Um, we give them housing for two years for free so that they can have that one place of security, um, to start over, to find a new path. And it's an amazing organization. The, um, leader of the organization. Sue has a biggest heart I've ever seen. And we just recently had our fourth anniversary as an organization. And I've spent that four years trying to grow relationships and partnerships and an economic base to get this housing in place. And we are just recently bought our first building where we will be able to house four women. Uh, two of them are already lined up and have already been in the house helping us clean and paint and furnish the house. Um, thankfully, we, we found a relationship with another not-for-profit organization who could no longer make use of a house and were able to get a great um, transfer that it was already helping women in one function and now it will be helping different women in another function. So uh, our partnership with Artisan is, frankly, a brand new one. Uh, in the fall, in November, December every year, Bright Star has its annual big fundraiser. And obviously, with the pandemic this year, that's not able to happen like it usually does. So we're trying to do a virtual a virtual uh, love and light gala this year, rather than everyone getting together and having a big party, which everyone loves to do. We're, we're doing this virtual and distributed, and Artisan has generously agreed to sponsor, uh, be a sponsor towards that event. Um, some of the needs you see there on the slide in front of you. Um, there are just so the odds and ends that are needed to fill a home. If you go to brightstarcommunity.org, that's singularcommunity.org, um, you should on that website be able to find uh, kind of a wish list. I mean, actually, we have an Amazon wish list. If you're having trouble finding it, reach out to me, gladding at gmail.com. Reach out to the social justice team. They'll connect you with me. We have literally an Amazon wish list of just things like bathroom products and kitchen products and uh, feminine products and just things to make the house complete sheets, blankets, things like that. We are also are having this gala in November. If you'd like more information on how you can connect with that and help that virtually, let me know. We're also looking for hosts to ho- to um, have small, safe gatherings in their homes uh, as, a, as a part of this evening. If that's something you feel you can safely do with a few friends who could help participate, and and give to this cause reach out to me let me know i know again it's a challenging thing to do right now but there are safe ways to do it so um yeah like i said this is a brand new partnership with artisan um and i'm looking forward to finding opportunities to partner in the future and continue working with this organization so that's that's what i've got thank you i think our next presenter will be michael again
0: Good morning, everyone. Michael Brennan, and uh, I thank you for this opportunity to speak to all of you. And uh, so nice to be in the midst of of others that are doing such great work to serve the community. Just want to give a shout out to the two that have preceded me and for the one that, Jamie, that's going to come after me. Um, I'm a nurse practitioner and I work at Oak Orchard Community Health Center in Albion, which is out in Orleans County. Funny, my life has come full circle. My first job out of nurse practitioner school was in Oak Orchard in 1993. So I've got a uh, 27-year history of of working with the farm workers. I would often go out to the camps. Well, for years, I went out to the camps on Thursday nights in a mobile health unit to provide care to the farm workers that are uh, planting and harvesting and sorting our fruits and vegetables. And right now, it's the peak of the apple season. So, the workers are working in the rain, working in the cold um, to bring in the apple harvest. Um, I have a quote for us. Um, It's a paraphrase of Basil the Great. And Basil the Great pretty much said the extra coat in my closet or the extra coats in our closets belong to the ones with no coats. Uh, So, the outreach team, in Albion, the um, community health workers, I went to them and I said, "What do the farm workers need? Is there something? Is there something compelling that we could do?" And and they said the warm warm clothing for men. Um, so we're collecting hats uh, that can be baseball caps or or winter hats, um, coats, gently used coats, um, and then warm socks, boots, gloves, those kinds of. Um, ex- exterior warm clothing for the farm workers, most of whom are from Jamaica and Mexico uh, where it's not as cold as it is here. So they come unprepared. so this is really um, a, a benefit to them. The other thing we have happening right now, because the, the farm workers live in, in barrack type housing, um, very communal communal settings, We've had outbreaks of COVID in a couple of the camps and it's spreading like wildfire actually because people live on top of each other. Um, so we're also collecting hand sanitizer and masks um, and that can be part of your donation. There's a number of drop-off locations um, that are gonna be in the chat, uh, thanks to Jean and they're also on on the the on the, uh, on the website you can bring your your used gently used or new clothing to. um and I would just my final word of encouragement to you if if you are going to make a donation uh i'm going to invite you to to say a little prayer over your donation of of either a prayer of gratitude for what the farm workers do um or a prayer of protection and blessing on their lives um, they have so many so many struggles and are really the poor missed. So thank you for supporting the farm workers locally and I'm going to pass it off to James.
4: Hi everyone. Um, my name is Jamie or James. Either is great, call me either, it's fine. Jamie or James. Uh, I am here to talk to you about the Grocery Run 5k. It's an event that's been put on for years now and artists and church participated last year putting together a team, in support of the South Wedge Food Program, which is run by the Rock Salt Center, and they're an organization that we've funded in the past, and a number of our members have worked with in the past. So the Grocery Run, it's a 5K virtual race, as most races are these days, and it's going on over the weekend of November 6th to 8th. Ah, there you go. Perfect. And so you can join in on the race uh, through this website link here which is a link to our team page. And you can join the Artisan team through this page. Now, what's kind of neat about the grocery run is it's funded by uh, a number of sponsors. Wegmans is a sponsor, Third Prez, and there's two or three others, I believe. And so because the race is completely sponsored, all race fees and donations go directly to food programs. So when you pay, it's like 25 bucks for the race. None of that money is going to the race or making the race happen. It's all getting... Donated out, which I think is super wonderful. And it's nice to know every bit of that money. Huh. Sorry about that. It's nice to know that every bit of that money is going to go out and support of food programs. And again, Artisan Church is supporting the um, South Wedge food program. Um, so some details. It's a virtual 5K, which is, I, I kind of like the virtual races because you can just do whatever you want, right? Like, whatever makes a 5K fun for you is what you can do. Um. So, you can walk, you can hang out, go for a hike. Um. I don't know. Bike 5K. I, I think that's fine. No one's going to check in on you. It, it's great. And... The other thing to know is when you register, you can register at our link or you can register from the, uh, the groceryrun.org website. And I'll post all the links um, to the chat in a bit. Um, you can sign up on that page. And when you register, it'll ask you if you want to join a team and you'll say yes. And you may have to search. There's like it, The website's super confusing. So feel free to message me if you have any questions. But you can say, yes, I want to join a team and then look for a team raised team fundraiser and search for artisan church there. And if you run into any issues, feel free to email me or get in touch somehow and I can help you out. And if you got an email from me in the past about how you could sign up for this race and tried and couldn't, well, there were some technical issues that I had to navigate. Hopefully I've got them pinned down this morning and you should be able to go. So I hope to see you out there and I'm glad that we can donate and support food programs around the city uh, during this really challenging time. Thanks so much.
5: Hello, Artisan. I want to thank you so much for listening to our partnership profiles here. I hope that you have some ideas where you can get involved and as Scott said, where we can invest ourselves in what's going on in our community. We're aware that this is just a Portion, a small portion of the ministries here in Rochester. So we'll be highlighting more of these in the future. We want you to know that even rain is continuing strong and our, our partnership with will continue. Uh, we start a rotation in a couple of weeks. So look to the website for information. If you have any ideas or if you have any questions or comments, you can please contact us at justice at artisanchurch.com. I want to add here that perhaps you're in need or you know somebody who's personally in need. You can reach out to Artisan through the community care page or to any of the social justice team or to the prayer team. Please know that we care about you and we want to respond to the needs during this difficult time. As we read our confession together and pray, I'd like you to just take a minute with me to kind of close your eyes. And I wanna visualize uh, all of us linking arms together in solidarity as we try to live out these values of justice in our community. And we pray that God will empower us in this work. As we read this prayer of St. Francis, even our young listeners can join us and perhaps find one or two ideas where they can join with us in this effort. Will you pray with me as we pray the prayer of St. Francis for our confession? Lord, Make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is error, truth. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we're pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen.